Stephen and Jess. Stories by Fly in the Nest. Little podcasts by Stephen and Jess. Stories. So why do we not sing at the start, but we sing at the end? Is it? <laughs> it gives people a chance to hear the lyrics before we horribly sing over the top of it. That's, <laughs> That's when they I'm leave, sorry. though. <laughs> True. <laughs> One time. We'll spice things up and we'll sing at the beginning. <laughs> and everyone will leave at the beginning. No, no. <laughs> Guys, I realised in the last episode we caught up because we hadn't chatted to you in a good four weeks because we pre-filmed a couple of episodes and we said we're not going to be doing that. But Jess, what are we doing? We're pre-filming. The last <laughs> time we spoke to you was only a week ago for us because you're going to be seeing this in a week's time. Um, only because you guys are going on a cheeky holiday <laughs> without me. <laughs> All right, Steve, explain what's going on. Okay, so today is Wednesday and usually we film these like right before you guys see them, but of course it's a week in advance. But I kind of went into the van on Monday and we did a couple of things and we realised... We are waiting on a lot of parts. There's three major projects we need to do. One is we need a little bracket to go on the roof for our awnings, our shade for the van. And if that bracket comes in, we can do the awning, we can do the solar, we can do the RV Wi-Fi. But that hasn't come in. Next thing is we are waiting for the cooktop to come in for the kitchen. If we can do the cooktop, we can finish off the cooktop, install that, put the cupboards on there, put the sink in there, put the tap in there, connect it up to the water. We can then put the splashback on there. Finish the kitchen, but the cooktop has not come in yet. And the final thing is we need some air vents for our heater. And if we can do the air vents for the heater, it means we can connect that all up. We can, you know, build the bed. Build the bed. <laughs> yes, we can build the bed because some people are looking at me like, where's your bed? And it's like, it's coming. It needs to be made, but we can't do that until okay. we have the vents. So what I'm hearing is basically <laughs> there are three major things that we still need to do. It's whatever goes on the roof, <laughs> fi- finishing the kitchen and doing the bedroom, and then we're done. Yeah, pre- but we're waiting on three things for each of those areas, and without those three things, we can't finish those three <laughs> things. Which means we're going been- on a holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Cleo, you've summed it up perfectly. So Stephen came home on Monday, and they were like, he was like, Jess, I don't think we can actually do anything else on the van until all these parts come in. What are we going to go do? And then I was like, well, we've got a whole week. Did you want to go do something? And then he's like, well, we haven't been to South Australia in a while. So, <laughs> surprise, tomorrow morning we are flying to South Australia. And we literally booked this last night, Tuesday, because I think yes. Monday we chatted about it and Tuesday we kind of made it a real thing. And what, 8 p.m. last night we booked a flight? Eight, yes. For last-minute flights, wasn't too bad actually. no it was pretty cheap and the last time we've been on like a proper trip was back in december when we went to Cairns to see my family so it's been like two months two months too long two months too long exactly <laughs> cleo so flying the nest needs to go fly the nest and go and explore a little bit more with baby hunter <laughs> and that's why we emergency called cleo and yeah. be like oh we need to do a podcast today can you come in <laughs> like, why do you need to do it today oh, we won't be here tomorrow okay <laughs> Also, when we do our van, when we eventually leave on the van, so when the bracket comes in, the cooktop comes in, and the air vents come in, and we finish the van, and we leave, we are actually deciding to go clockwise around Australia. And that means when we eventually get to South Australia in, what, a year's time or something? Exactly. So that's why we also decided to do South Australia, because it also means you guys probably are not going to see South Australia for a long, long time. So let's go see it now. Yeah, and it's a really good time to go too. 
I looked at the forecast. It's, it's looking sunny and nice. Yeah, looking yeah. good. But we won't share too much on what we're going to get up to. Actually, by the time this podcast comes out... One video would have already come out, so go watch that video. Yeah. See what we got up to. Because we don't know what we got up to yet. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jess, um, anything exciting happened with Hunter this week? Oh, we are we going to do a little Hunter update Yay. again? Let's do a little Hunter update. All right, so one thing was today, Hunter learned how to drink out of a straw, which was pretty exciting. Oh. Which means I'm now being sneaky and sneaking those veggies in. I made her a spinach smoothie mm. and she loved it. I actually did. Told her it was it. chocolate milk. Did you? T- I actually I thought it was, it was chocolate milk. Did yeah, because it looked like, like it. You're giving Hunter chocolate milk? <laughs> it's because no it was chance. spinach and blueberries, so it just looked dark. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, I'm calling it her special chocolate milk and she loved it. <laughs> Drinking out of a straw now. Very proud. Aww. I also took her to an aquarium for the first time. And to be honest, back in the day, going to aquariums, they were fun. But after you've been to a few, you've seen know. them all. Yeah. yeah. It's like, let's boring. go on the little rotating little beep, 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 little Seeing the fish, seeing the sharks. Yes. But going now with a baby who hasn't even seen a fish in real life. Yeah. It's like made it so exciting. There was even like a little uh, touch pool and I'm bending Hunter over and Aww. she's splashing in the water near starfish. I'm like, it was so cute. So, <laughs> And she, her favourite part was the jellyfish part because it was all glowing in the thing. So she's just oh, like, in the big tube. It's like yeah. psychedelic just standing there like, whoa, look at all these jellyfish <laughs> glowing around, swimming yeah. around. So that was really fun. So the aquarium was LSD for, for little exactly. babies. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and the last thing, a lot has happened actually in a week for Hunter. The last thing was at her swimming lessons, it was the first time Hunter ever got dunked under the water. What do you call it? Submersion? Oh, yes, yeah. imagine. Yeah. And there happened to be the week that that happened, a photographer came in and we're taking photos of everyone. So I'm like, hey, I'm about to put Hunter under. Do you want to take a photo? And she got the cutest photo. Little Hunter sticking her tongue out. Yeah, like she's cute. concentrating, trying to work it out. <laughs> Pop that photo up, Stephen, because it is Aww. too cute. So I'm glad the photographer was there because I was working on the van because we try yes. not to bring you and Hunter in every day of the week because – Hunter doesn't want to be in a van. She wants to go submerge in swimming school. And see the jellyfish. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. so I'm glad the photographer was there because I didn't get to experience it myself. So you got to see it. Very cute. It was very, very cute. Was that the Hunter update? That was the Hunter update. We need to get in touch with Archie and he needs to make like a little Hunter update jingle. Oh, yes, please. How fun would that be? Yeah. Yeah. We need like little Bundaberg time. (gasps) Speaking of. Bundaberg time. We we need a Bundaberg song. When we bring out the Bundaberg, we need a Hunter song. I can make one up right now. Yep. So, what do we have today, Cleo? We have passion fruit. That's going to be good. How good is passiona? Oh, I love passiona. So, this should be like even better, right? Yes, because remember, we had. What was the flavor we had? And it just tasted. Mango, and it tasted just like mangoes. Yeah, Yeah. they could. So, this should just taste like passion fruit. And. Passion fruit. Good opening. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good work. And is a passion fruit one of those fruits that you never think of going out and eating? Like, when was yeah. the last time we had a passion oh, fruit? Probably never. <laughs> never? Yeah, never. probably in high school maybe, like what? nine years ago. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yeah. we need to go buy some passion fruit. High school was nine yeah. years ago for you? Uh, yeah, I think so, yeah. No. Go was yeah. it for us? Nine years ago, yeah. For you me, got was... your 10-year anniversary next year. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to – you guys doing it? Um, I think I, I was one of the – what is it? The counselors. So does that mean you need to organise it? Um, maybe. <gasps> I might have to. So I think oh, um, um, we didn't cool. go. To, we didn't go to. We us, were I think overseas, overseas oh. but they just went to the Malalu Beach Hotel. <laughs> oh, I'll probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers. You. Yay. Oh, I didn't shake it. Oh well. Oh. <sighs> oh. Tastes like a really good passiona. 
Wow. Yes, it tastes like real fruit. Mm. Bundaberg does it again. Where did you find this one? It says yeah. on the packaging, invert bottle before opening. It even tells you to do it. Did you know yeah. that? What else has it got on yeah. here? It's brewed over two days. Oh. Don't look at the sugar. Yeah, don't look at the sugar. No. 735 kilojoules per <laughs> serve. Is that bad? Um, I don't know how to do the math on that. <laughs> Claire, have you been up to anything? Um, just work and some training and some babysitting. Um, the other kids from my other brother that I Oh, have. yeah, Hunter's <laughs> cousins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you had a couple of them around the house? Yes, I did, yeah. It was nice. We just watched some movies. And what did you guys watch? Um, some movie they were into. I'm not too sure. I think <laughs> I fell asleep. <laughs> no, but it was, it was good. It was good. It was nice spending time with them. Speaking oh, cool. of movies, by the way, how good is WandaVision? Oh, oh. Have you watched the recent? I think I need to re-watch it because Lockie was screaming a little bit and I was like, Lockie, <laughs> so you it's watching the best it. part. <laughs> so when you say you watch okay, a movie mate. with the kids, <laughs> you're watching WandaVision. WandaVision. Okay. I said, oh, it's only 20 minutes. It's just one one little part that I want to watch and they're like <laughs> screaming the whole time. And it's like, wait, wait, it's a good part. <laughs> you need to re-watch it because last I week, I mean, next week yeah. is, the finale. is the finale. Oh, what? Yeah. That's, I know. Oh. If you don't know what we're talking about, the way it's on Disney Plus, WandaVision. If you're into the Avengers, definitely go check it out. It's a really good show. We're really, loving really it. Really good show. Really it's good. next week, though. And another show Steve and I have got into, which um, is an old show. It's finished now, but Kimmy Schmidt, the um, Breakable. Oh, I remember you um, wanted me to get into it. I think I got the the first season, but that's about it. Yeah, this is what now? happened to us. So we watched the first season yeah. years ago. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? We need some sort of like quick light-hearted show to watch. Yeah. So we decided to get into that. We've watched season one already, and oh. there's only four seasons. Oh, easy. So easy. We actually started off by watching a show called Dark, and I watched one episode, and it was too scary for me. Dark? Yeah, it's in you German. You will like it. Yeah? It's, it's kind German. of like Lost. German Lost. Okay. German Lost. It just, it was more like, it's not scary, but it like. It's like it, Stranger Things, but more adult Stranger oh, Things. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it gave me a nightmare. So I was like, okay, no more. <laughs> yeah, we went to sit down to watch episode two. Jess was like, we need something a bit. Bit happier. And then I found Kimmy sure. Schmidt and I'm like, we'll watch that. Yeah. Is it called Kimmy Schmidt? Unbreakable Kimmy. Unbreakable yeah. Kimmy Schmidt. Is that what really it's called? Really good show. That's what it's called. <laughs> That's a very happy show. So that was If good. you guys That's have watched exactly. 30 Rock or anything Tina Fey's done, it's very much her comedy and it is so funny. Loved it. By the way, I think we should do some housekeeping on last week's episode because last we week's do. episode was the stories that you guys shared with us and there's kind of been some follow-ups to the stories. <laughs> yes. So- Jess? Some people have contacted me, um, very excited that I shared their story, which was very sweet. So the first one was, do you remember the story about the mini Oreos in the bed late at night? Yes. And we really in wanted- Japan. In Japan. And we wanted to know the context of why it was 1am, they were in their jammies, all eating mini Oreos together in yeah, bed. Yeah, I think he tagged you in Instagram. Probably? Yes, and yeah. he messaged me going, oh, cool. oh, it's actually a girl, mini Oreo girl here. <laughs> and then the little like hand up emoji. Oh, cute. Hey, Oreo The girl. circumstances around us all being in bed eating Oreos- it's actually a little boring. We had just gone back from a bar, so naturally we had been drinking and hungry, so many Oreos were the obvious choice from the 7-Eleven across the road, which there's 7-11s on like every corner in Japan, by the way. Oh, yeah. We were all split across two single beds with our backs against the wall, so just recapping the day before we split to go back to our room. So, so it wasn't one big bed that everyone was sharing. Yeah. No. And they weren't all so naked. They were, they were <laughs> So they weren't in all eating mini Oreos in one big bed. No. but oh. So that's the context of that. And another okay. one was, remember the um, husband and wife who went and enjoyed their scuba diving and then he pooed in a bag? 
Yes, poo bag. It was like that poo bag girl so here. Yeah. Poo bag girl here. And uh, you asked in the last episode how her scuba diving was. Yes, I did. So she wrote to answer Stephen's question. Scuba diving was fantastic, oh, lol. Oh, yes. We yes. saw a bunch of wildlife. So Stephen, I know you've been wondering about her and um, she's doing well and the diving was great. Good, thank you. The last thing I need to bring up is uh, I need to first of all say sorry to everyone out there that can speak Flemish <laughs> because last week I tried to say, oh, my God, that's us, right, in yes. Flemish. And yeah. a lot of people messaged me and they did say that I more sounded like a very angry German. <laughs> we will uh, cut back to <laughs> to what I said last week. Oh, my Welcome. God. I'm going to try and speak in um, Flemish. Okay. Oh, my God, that – <laughs> I said it so wrong. Actually, maybe that? it's Vij. That sounded- oh, my God. Dat, Jin, Vij. And I had uh, so many people <laughs> yeah, come to my – I do. I sound like a really angry German person. <laughs> and I had so many people sending me really nice messages going, hey, I speak Flemish. This is how it should sound. And so I'm going to play one of those for you guys. Oh, so you can all hear. Did you practice? Or is no, someone, someone else, someone else someone is telling us. Flemish. Oh. Instead of going, oh my God, that vin visual, whatever it was. This is how you actually say it. Hi, Stephen and Jess. It's me, Tori. I'm from Belgium originally, but right now I've been living in Australia for almost a year in Canberra. Um, and so I thought I'd send this video to help you guys out with how to pronounce the little sentence. It's pronounced omenholz.seinwey. Wow. <laughs> wow. It sounds weird for people that speak English. And you did do a pretty good job. Like, <laughs> no, you're being you. too kind. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not that easy to speak Dutch or Flemish. And Flemish is a bit different, but it's still pretty much Dutch what, what the sentence is. So. But yeah, there you go. So I love uh, watching you guys and listening to oh, you. Oh, thank you. little family and your travel oh. vlog. So keep it going. Hi. She started to say, keep it going. <laughs> that was a bit of, I've been in Australia for a year at the end there. Yeah. And how much prettier does it sound than the way I said it? I've yeah, already true. forgotten how. You, I already um, forgotten how to say it. even close. I was not no, close at all. No way. And a lot of people also, because you know where we weren't too sure, we were looking up Flemish and we couldn't work out why Google Translate didn't have it in there. So they said Flemish is kind of like, so you know how there's English, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the Australians sound Australian and the English sound English yeah. and the Americans sound American, but we're all speaking in English. Mm-hmm. That's like Flemish. So it's Dutch, yeah. but it's the accent of oh. Flemish and they speak it in Belgium. And so that's what that is. And um, yeah, it's way prettier than the way I said it. So I'm very sorry <laughs> for anyone in Belgium that speaks it. It also didn't sound very Afrikaans at all. So that. I don't know if that counts as a different dialect or I suppose it's a whole different language because like Afrikaans comes off Dutch. Yeah, true. Oh, cool. Uh, facts <laughs> with Stephen. <laughs> Alrighty. So, um, oh, yeah, little quick housekeeping. We're giving away a stand-up paddleboard. If you guys- oh, yeah. Oh, what? Yes. Yeah, so, you know oh, our stand-up I, um, paddleboard? enter this competition? Yeah, sure you can. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, Instagram, Cleo. <laughs> so, all summer long, we've been taking out this stand-up paddleboard, and we've teamed up with the company to give one away to you guys. They're pretty fun. Honestly, I'll just link it below. There's like 20 different ways you can enter. We still haven't taken you out on it, Cleo. It's so fun. It's really, really fun. Yeah. We need to. We should bring it over to Rotnest. Yes, yes. let's do it. We just decided yes. we're going to Rotnest together. Yeah, yeah like. Just before this before. podcast, so yeah. we'll bring it over there. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. You're giving lots of giveaways. You've got a van. You've got... Yes. Yeah. Giveaway for the van. Uh-huh. Giveaway for the... Sna- yep. That's cool. Just too good to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> but let's just bring it to the topic of the show. So 
everybody loves a good countdown, a good list. We've been thankful enough that we've traveled to over 80 countries, which means we've done some pretty cool things. So we thought we would rank our top 10 experiences that we've done over our five, six years of full-time travel. Mm. Now, I definitely just wanted to, I don't know, mention exactly what an experience is. So I suppose an activity, I don't know, a food tour or I don't know, bungee jumping, like Something you'd go book and do. So Yes. So we haven't listed any like hotels or anything. It needs to be a full on experience that we've done in a country, top ten style. Yes. Oh, by the way, we have one more housekeeping. Oh, okay. I just forgot because I just looked over to my notes. Housekeeper, you need to keep on top of things. Guys, we've been doing some planning. (gasps) Oh yes, we have been doing some planning. And we've been a little bit cautious about announcing the planning. But Mm. this is another surprise. I wish. Is there something in my cupboard? Nope. <laughs> um, we've been thinking of expeditions, flying the nest expeditions. Oh, yeah. So you all know we are doing one this year in November in New Zealand. And the reason we chose that one is because we were thinking that it's going to be the place most likely to have a travel bubble with Australia, which I have a feeling is still going to happen. Like the vaccines just started to roll out. Things are like. Things I, are I, looking good, which is. Yeah, I think it's like the, the first, first time, time in. Hope. Yeah, in a year. Well, since COVID, I think this is the first time we've seen hope. Today is the day that they just announced in the UK their kind of like roadmap and they're looking at June as when everything's going to open back up for them. So I'm like, if that's going to happen and hopefully that does happen, Mm -hmm. that means by November, I'm sure we'll be over in New Zealand, which is amazing, which is also now giving us that hope of maybe we can start planning some expeditions in 2022 because we would love to spend the year traveling with you guys because we had so much fun in vietnam and we would have planned more beyond that but then hunter kind of happened so we had to put a break on that COVID kind of happened so i mean we'd love to do quite a few of these throughout the year because we're trying to pick destinations that different people around the world can come to because of course we have a global audience you guys listen from all over the world but we kind of have planned three for 2022. Yeah, I'll say the months and then I want you guys in the comments to let me know, do you think we should announce them or not? Like, I'm just like, yeah, it's like so hard it's to decide, hard. but then you want to give people time. So I'm like, I don't want to announce them once we know everything's fine and then they don't have time. But anyway, we're thinking of And also one. just give you a quick announcement. When we announced the last ones, um, they sold out in like three minutes with a hundred person waiting list within a couple of minutes after that. So that's why we know there's so many of you guys that want to come and do yeah. these type of tours. Wow. And we would, yeah, we would yeah, love to crazy. give them to you guys. That's so amazing. next year we're thinking one in February, one in April and one in December, N- November, November, November. Okay. So February, April, November, we've chosen three really cool locations Yes. I don't want to give them away just We're yet, not just in case away, yeah. they don't come, they don't happen. But we just got like the itineraries and everything organized. What do you guys think? Yeah. Should we announce it? I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. Anyway, so we just thought we'd bring that into the universe to the podcast crew and see what you guys think. Because we're not mentioning it anywhere else. We just want to talk to you guys, see what you guys think before we do anything. But anyway. On to the list. So we did do a listicle podcast before where we ranked, well, we didn't really rank, but we chose our favorite country. So if you haven't, you know, listened to that one, go check it out. I'll link it below. But I think we're going to break down our top 10 and we're going to rank them. So this is going to be 10 to 1 with number 1 being our favorite. So you and can Cleo have doesn't definite... know any of these Ooh, yet. So I'm we're excited. also telling you. Yes. Before we get into it, um, some honorable mentions. So, of course, we want to do a top 10 list. 
Um, but some of them didn't make it into it. But Stephen really wanted to make sure they had a mention. I was like, okay, Steve, what do you mention? Yes, because, I mean, we were getting excited about, you know, travelling in 2022. We're very optimistic people. And I don't know, we all need something to get excited about. And anything on this list, we can recommend anybody to do. So that's why I had to do these honourable mentions. We have three of them. First one, canyoning in New Zealand. Yes, and I was shocked I could do that because I'm someone who is a little bit afraid of heights. And basically what you do is you start off right at the top of the canyon and it starts off, of course, with an abseil, the scariest thing where you're on the little rope and you have to bend back and down the cliff. I did it. It was scary. You're good. And then the way you get down the canyon is doing all these different things. So you might slide down a little waterfall and then you have to zip line and then we have to let ourselves go and then you fall 10 metres into the water. You have to untie yourself. It was so much fun. Like a really cool Uh, adventure thing. And speaking of expeditions, we have this canyoning as one of the activities on it. So you guys who are coming. We'll get to do it again. Yeah, it's going to be so much fun. But it was just... Full-blown adventure. It felt like you were, I don't know. In Indiana Jones kind Indiana of style, Jones, right? yeah. Aww. Swinging around, going down waterfalls. It was the best, like, two, three hours ever. Probably my favourite, like, adrenaline activity I've ever done. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. It's definitely on my bucket list. Really it's cool. Yeah. need to come to New Zealand. But, yeah, yeah. it's going to be fun. <laughs> All right, number two is humpback whales and whale sharks in Exmouth. Ooh, yeah. Do you want to tell us about your experience, Cleo? You've done that. Um, Yes, it was amazing. I jumped in and I saw them and I cried. (laughs) (laughs) I had like kind of a panic attack because I was like, oh, my God, it's right there. I want to cry, but I have to keep swimming. (laughs) You explained (laughs) it so well. You're like, you're so like amazed because the creatures are so big. Yeah. But then you're overwhelmed because Mm -hmm. they are so big that they could hurt you. Yeah. (laughs) And then you have to like. Keep up with them so fast, and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really awesome. That's my experience. It's so true, though. <laughs> it's like yeah, all of these overwhelming feelings at once yeah. while trying to swim really fast. Yeah. <laughs> so that was honorable mention number two, and the final honorable mention before we get into the list is living with the ladies of Lake Titicaca. I know it is a bit of a living with the ladies. Sounds like a good um, romance romance novel. I really hope that's what the tour is called. (laughs) Who wants to go live with the ladies in Lake Titicaca? But it is so unique there. Do you know why it's called Lake Titicaca? No. Because half of the lake is in Peru and half of the lake is in... Bolivia. Bolivia. (laughs) And the lake, one half is uh, Titi and other half is... Kaka. Oh. So it's Lake Titicaca because they're both joined together. Oh. Really? Yeah. Have you Googled that to make sure that's true? Um, I okay, think well, so. <laughs> <laughs> but I need to explain it because it was so unique. By the way, all these things that we're mentioning, we're going to put the videos in the description. So if you want to watch back any of these experiences, yeah. you can watch them. Lake Titicaca. So the way that the island works is that they live on these floating p- pontoons that they make out of reeds. Have you seen it, Cleo? No. Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, so they like... Pull like reeds, and they kind of like like sew them together or something, or kind blend of like them wheat. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like wheat, and then they compact it so much that it floats, and then they build their houses on top of it. I know, so really cool. cool. What? So we went out there, and we actually went. When you stay the night, you actually stay on land, though. Yeah, but you live with these ladies that are in like full dress, don't really speak English, and they wanted us to call them their mama. Yes. So we so each got like given Aww. a mama and she took us to her house and then she cooked us like a local. Her actual house. Yeah. Yeah. It, her, her actual house. And then she's cooking us 
a meal in her little kitchen. Aww, and then at night time yeah. they come and they give you, what was it, like hot water bottle, remember, that it was like really homemade that she put under our bed to make sure Aww. we were warm? Because there was no heating. Yeah. There were, I, I think electricity was just like a light bulb. Yeah, oh, that wow. was it. And for yeah. some reason they're amazing at volleyball. That's the one. Yes. Yeah, yes. I remember <laughs> the story. Yep. <laughs> so they're just versing us all in volleyball and completely – Destroying us. And it was so good because they took um, count. Is that? Yeah, like yeah. took score. Score, took yeah. score. With rocks. Obviously into sport. With rocks. <laughs> so whenever someone scored, they put, put a rock on one side of the net or the other side of the net. And that's and how they did it. But they it just full on like huge dresses. Yeah, and they get up. And they look like, like they're like 80 years old. <laughs> and they get up. In their get up, 80 years old, just smashing the volleyball. Oh and we like couldn't keep up with them. And you know what's so cool? I'll never forget it. Is they didn't speak a word of English oh. at all. So when we went for dinner, it's kind of like sign language yeah. this way. Or they my... just completely speak to you in, in their, their language. language and then you're like, yep. uh-huh, cool. yep. I understand. While I eating eat this, this food, you don't know what it is. You're <laughs> just going for it, hoping for the best. Oh, that sounds yeah. cool. It was, it was really, really cool. Yeah. Um, those are the honourable mentions. Okay, good work, Steve. <laughs> all right, let's go from number 10. Iceland. Yes. We went... And swam between two continents. Oh, yes. In a little place called Sulfra. And um, I want to give you a little backstory on this <laughs> before we get to the actual cool experience. Claire, did you remember what happened to Iceland or just as we arrived in Iceland? Um, all your bags are gone. All exactly. our bags were gone. <laughs> and what was the first tour we had? Day one of arriving in Iceland. Like camping or something. It was this tour. This tour. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and where we had been traveling from it was really hot yeah and silly us greece. decided yeah we were in greece so you don't really wear ski jackets and snow pants in greece no you don't so we decided to go on the plane of course into our greece get up i'm pretty sure i had like on this why is get up the word on the podcast <laughs> i had this you know nice little flowy jumpsuit on feeling good land in iceland no bags gotta go swim between two continents now in negative two degree Water or whatever yeah. it was. Now, before you think, Stephen, <laughs> you should have gone and bought new clothes. Ah, uh-huh, we did think about that. But with the travel insurance, you need to wait 48 hours before they'll let you go and buy oh. clothes. Because, of course, most luggage appears within the next few hours or the next day. Yeah. And we had our hopes up for that yeah. to happen. Now, before we actually went on the tour, there was a bit of a list of equipment that we needed. That we saw in the email before we had to go on the tour. Yeah. We didn't even have bathers. <laughs> but um, we, weren't, we hadn't even gone shopping. But a list they said was thermals. Didn't did, have those. Didn't have that. Warm oh. socks. No, no socks at all. Neoprene gloves. No gloves. No. And we were in the same clothes for the last two days. That we were wearing. If I was in your situation. I don't think I would be able to. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't be able to do it. <laughs> you wouldn't have done the tour? No, like I would have, but I would have struggled. Like- so it would have been like the humpbacks. You would have cried from emotion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> be puffed out. Yeah. So imagine, though, when this tour bus rocks up and they see us get on. In Stephen like shorts in shorts. I'm in a jumpsuit in Iceland. Crazy or stupid? We just yeah. looked so stupid, weird. I think. So luckily, when we got there, they had everything. So it was a very thick wetsuit. Yeah. But before we put the wetsuit on, we had to put almost like this, like skin tight thing on thing on, yeah. and then to put like baby pul- talcum powder on us to get really? it on. It Can I just like- say that underneath, I had my jumpsuit on. My jumpsuit came with me in the water <laughs> underneath the wetsuit because I had nothing else to put on. Oh, oh and if wow. it got wet, 
Yeah. We just had to deal with it. Oh my <laughs> I had God. nothing else to wear. I know. But anyway, let's get back to the experience. <laughs> that, this is you've explained it to me before. This experience, I'm so I'm more scared of this experience than bungee jumping or oh, jumping really? out of a plane. Yeah, because Cleo is terrified of being cold. Oh. That, <laughs> like, what's your cold. number one fear? Being, being cold. cold. <laughs> oh, Cleo, and if we. We're at a place, and if it's like below twenty degrees Celsius, not Fahrenheit, all I hear is, "I'm cold." I know. There's no such thing as bad weather. It's bad equipment. Why are you always cold? Do you I not know. have like I don't know a warm jumper? I always have a jumper. It could be yeah. We're like I know. I have a jumper. <laughs> it's so true. I'll go up with Cleo, and I'm like, "Why do you have a jumper?" You're like it could get cold. How do you go to the cinemas? Because the cinemas I, here are cold. I always have a jumper on. <laughs> She'll never forget her jumper. Yeah. But anyway, back to self yeah. You know how good this experience is. That even after all of those issues. It still made our top ten list because yeah. oh my goodness! So yeah, you're in this crazy thick yep. wetsuit, so thick that you could like you walk like a baby because yeah. it's so tight on you because you have I don't know how they measure wetsuits, but it's the top yeah. of the measurement of wetsuits. And then you go into this ice cold water, and of course, with everything you have on, you just immediately float. Mm. And none of my body had touched the water yet, but they'd warned us how cold it was. And I put my face into the water. It felt like it was on fire. You know where sometimes you can yeah. touch the water and it's the complete opposite because your brain tricks you? Yeah. It felt like you it was were burning. Oh, it was so cold that, that it was burning, Gosh. but the clearest water I'd ever seen. Yeah, I remember. Like, it was amazing. And then, of course, we had to swim from one side of the continent. And, like, it's continental plates, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so the like, North American plate and the Eurasian plate. Yes. yes. And so we were there swimming... From one side to the other, and there's kind of a current that takes you along. Because you so can't for, really swim. You're yeah, just, just floating. Because you're in so much gear. And you kind of float on your back. So I felt like a little otter on my back floating along. And then every now and then I'll get the courage to flip over and put my face under. And then, of course, I'm there egging Stephen on going, Stephen, dive, dive, dive. Because there were some people dive? scuba diving. Oh. Yes, they were in different equipment, of course. Oh, they had like the diving. massive weights on them to keep wow. them down. Yeah, and so Stephen's there trying to dive as water is slowly creeping Ooh. into his wetsuit. Yeah, and then it started <laughs> oh like burning down as like the little bits really? went down. Still so cool though. Yeah. Such really? a cool experience. I that. highly cool. recommend if anyone goes to Iceland, like number one. And for yeah. the record, the water is two degrees, so about 35 degrees Fahrenheit, but so cold. Mm. Like two degrees outside it's not the same as two degrees in the water. Yeah. No. Freezing. Very cool experience. Number nine. You've done this experience, Claire. What do you what think What do you it reckon is? it is? Skydiving? No. Oh. Skydiving didn't even make the list. Oh, it did. Yeah. did. No. I, I don't know I why it, it didn't pop up. Just amazing. Um, in Dubai? No. Or Maldives? No. No. Uh, You've come on other trips with us, Cleo. Europe? Christmas yeah, it was in Europe. Christmas Oh, that should have been like number one, but it's not. Oh, yeah. You haven't oh. been to Christmas markets. Yeah, true, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> it is hot, hot air balloons. Oh. In Cappadocia. Yes, yes, yep, yep. I'm yes. glad you guessed it. Yep, thank yeah. you. <laughs> it, was, it was there. Clearly on your list. <laughs> now, if you've never been on a hot air balloon ride, highly suggest it. We've been thankful enough that we've been on maybe four or five hot air balloon rides. But, but nothing is, will beat this. No. no. I am so satisfied with this. Like, it's so good that I don't think I need to do another hot air balloon ride. It was that good. Maybe Serengeti. Yeah, that would be cool. You can do them over yeah. the Serengeti and see, like, oh. the animals. Wow. Like yeah, the lions cool. and the tigers I and the bears. Know. Yeah. Mm. 
But it was. Bears. So <laughs> oh my! Is this what you're supposed to say? Yes. <laughs> well, it's clear who was going with that. <laughs> now, what happened? We got we got up at three in the morning. Where yes. where did we stay, Claire? Um, Cappadocia. Yeah, but do you remember the hotel? Oh, yeah, it was a cave hotel. Yeah, I don't know the name though. Oh, I no, don't I don't remember the name, the name either. Yeah, yeah. But that's another thing I think is like it's not only the hot air ballooning is cool, that whole town is so mm, cool. Yes. So sleeping inside cave hotels, like the walls and roof is a cave. Mm. The night before, remember, we went and had dinner where it was cooked inside a pot where they had to come and crack it open before you could even eat it. Yeah, that was so young. Yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, it's like what literally the sealed. They seal your meal the night before and then the only way for you to get into it is to break it. It's not like a, a pot where you just take – you have to physically no break lid. it. There's yeah. no lid. It was really, really cool. cool. So, yeah, we woke up at 3 a.m. and we went out and then you slowly watch one hot air balloon go into the sky. And it's then kind of like little fires. You see this – Yes. And just like lights up just a little bit. sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> and then before you know it, there's like a yeah. hundred hot air balloons surrounding you as then you start taking off. And not only are you surrounded by hot air balloons, then the city from the sky looks amazing. Mm. And you get so close to the city that yeah. you're like, oh, that's a cafe weird coffee at. Yeah. Like you get you so everything. close and you see the hotels. And I think it's the setting of the cave hotels mixed mm. in with there's a hundred other hot air balloons you probably think you're going to smack into one and you're going to all go up in flames. There's yeah. that in the back of your head. Um, but I think all of that combined made for such a cool experience. Yeah. And they're the best pilots in the world because when he landed, he landed it on the back of the trailer. trailer. Yes. Do you remember? Yes. I remember. It wasn't – normally they do like a crash landing, they call it. No, not always. Not always. Yeah. We've been on a few crash yeah, landings, we're, we're just saying. Yeah. Yes. But it's like crash landing where it's normal. Where you have to like sit down and then he kind of drags it on the ground. But this guy literally just like. And it just <laughs> plonked on the back of the trailer and yeah. we're done. And we're like, what? That's really and it's cool. also kind of cool because I'd recommend if you go to Cappadocia is to stay at least two nights. I mean, it's in the middle of nowhere. So you're probably going to stay two or three nights anyway. Because then you can get the complete opposite experience the next day. Yeah. You can be off the hot air balloons and watching them, and they're both equally amazing. That was as just amazing. as cool. Yeah, Do you remember like waking so up early cool. and seeing the them little all? The setup that we had, it was yeah. amazing. Yeah. I loved it. It's like a double experience. It was really cool. And then also, um, in the afternoon, we went into the underground city. Oh, we did, and we went really deep under the ground. Oh, yeah, Do you remember? Yeah. That was yeah. scary. Yeah, I remember that. It was scary. Yeah. It was cool that so many people lived down there. And do you remember we went into the church of the city and they'd carved it underground as a cross? Yeah. And you could walk in, you could look like. And we were like 100 meters below the ground, mm, weren't we? It was really cool. Yeah, I don't know exactly, but that. It was deep. It. it was deep. That's why I was scared. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you got a little bit scared. Yeah. But that was number nine. Number eight. This is a recent one. Yes, this was when we lived with monks in South Korea. Oh, that's cool. It was so cool. Mm. And it's one of those videos where it doesn't actually have that many views. Yeah. But it's so cool. Like, I really wanted to promote yeah. people to go and do this. It's so unique. So, so we're in South Korea and we were making our way down to Busan in the south. Um, and it's about halfway, three quarters of the way down. Yes. Um, so the actual kind of temple, it's called Golgulsa Temple, and you can do it uh, like a monk's day. You can stay for... You can stay one night, two night, months. Some people have been there for a year. Wow. Yes. That's cool. So what they do, they were studying the art of Sanmudo. Yes. So this is kind of like, and I, you know, want to be as respectful as possible, but also, um, you know, try to say it, in layman's terms, so everyone understands. So Sanmudo is kind of like combining martial arts with Buddhism. 
So you can see these Buddhist monks, yeah. but they are like really cool at doing and martial, martial arts. arts. Wow. So imagine these like be cool. like full on Zen yeah. people, and then it gets to the point where they want to do the martial arts, and they're like kicking their leg over their head, jumping in the sky, doing all these like crazy yeah. flips and kicks. You're just like, oh my gosh, what did I just watch? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and we did, do you remember, we did one of the like martial art classes. Oh, and yeah. Stephen doing that class <laughs> is the funniest thing in the world. Please go watch that video. It is so good. Ashley and Heidi watched it and I think they wet themselves from watching me trying to do... You were just meditating and it looked like you were passing out. Yeah, I was out. trying to like You were stretch. stretching. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. It was funny. so good. So Sun Mudo is all about relaxing your mind and body as well as, um, you know as well as being martial arts and Buddhism, and you do a temple stay. Now, the whole experience is really cool because in the accommodation, uh, of course, Jess and myself had to see, sleep separately. Yeah, we slept in that. different yeah. rooms. So we slept, like, in rooms next to each other. On we the floor? Awake, uh, on the floor. Yeah. So it was, like, all proper traditional. traditional. Yeah. And we had uniforms. So we had to, like, put our um, outside clothes away, and we got given, you know, uniforms, which is really cool. And you do uh, a lot of different activities. So it's all about understanding what the monks are doing. And uh, you can, of course, go wake up in the morning. We woke up at 5 a.m., was it? So you wake up to the bells at 5 a.m. And then you all go hike to the top of the kind of mountain. And then you go and you... That was a good one. 15, 20 minutes up steep hill. Okay. Up steep hill. And then you go into the room and then you pray the way that they do it. And you, like, listen to the whole ceremony and stuff. And they do that every single morning. And then didn't we, like, do a bow and... We did an archery class. We did an archery class. Oh my gosh, I want to. You definitely sold me. Yeah, it was so cool. cool. And the coolest thing, like the most unique thing, is we did one of their. We ate. Yes, we. Well, so what we did was we did the meditation with the monks. We learned martial arts and we learned archery. And of course, we watched the monks perform their martial arts because they do have visitors, so, cool. so then they can get like donations. They were amazing at it. So cool! I felt like I was watching a movie. Yeah. Like they were the uh, stunt doubles for the movie. They, they probably were so cool. do the stunt doubles, do you reckon? Yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised. There's a big movie scene in South Korea, I'm sure. Yeah. But maybe, maybe not because it might conflict with yeah, the religion. Yeah. Would, yeah. Um, but one of the ve- oh, and we also did a tea ceremony. Oh, did we? Yeah, right. Oh, on the last I remember day. we could ask questions and stuff like so that. So if you really want to be like, why did you pick this religion? Or like, you know, you just want to like. You can ask brain, anything, anything and they'll answer it. It was oh, really cool. Really cool. That's cool. Um, but one of the things which is the story we always share is you are engrossed in the whole culture of the monks and eating was very interesting. So they don't believe in waste. So if you go up to, so they, they prepare dinner and just say it's like rice, soup, um, some protein, veggies, all that. Yeah. What you pick, you have to finish. So you need to know how much your stomach is going to eat because once everybody's eaten and what happens is you're in two rows facing each other, kind of like a school hall, but of course it's at the monastery and you have to eat everything. And then once you've eaten, they come around and they give you water to clean your bowl. So you clean the bowl with the water. You have to drink the water. (laughs) Drink the water. Now... If there's one grain of rice, because the head monk will check everyone's, like, um, bowl. If there's one grain of rice, he will distribute all the water out to everyone, all the dirty water, and you have to drink it as a group. Oh, <laughs> my God. Did anyone? That didn't no, that didn't happen. Oh, I know. I was, like, waiting. I was like, oh, no. But I'd be pretty easy at that. I would eat all of it. Yeah. <laughs> all of it. Easy to finish the bowl. Easy. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, where's more? <laughs> looking yeah. over the you got a grain of rice. <laughs> I think we need, to, we need to eat that. But I don't know. It was a very, very. It's like so thing. unique, and you could really immerse yourself in their culture and yeah. in their way of life. I and it's all the traditional do, yeah. buildings. Yeah. It was and very it's, cool. We were there cherry blossom season. Yeah. yeah. So imagine like having like all the flowers oh, in bloom. Wow, it was beautiful. Yeah. Okay. I really want to do that. But Look, please go watch that video just so you can watch Stephen trying to do yoga stuff because it is hilarious. Number seven. <laughs> this was happened in our first year of flying the nest. I checked the video. 4,000 views. Nobody's seen it. No, no one's Nobody's seen it. Seen but the experience video. is so cool. Yeah. It's our kayaking adventure through Canada. Do you oh, even remember us doing this? I remember this? it. Yes, I remember it. And your camping and how pretty it was. And the, did you make smalls? Yes. Yeah, on the camp. Yes, yep. yeah. I remember that one really well for it's some so, reason. Because I think it was so cool and it was like the first yeah. real like And you cool just kind of left. I think. Yeah, we uh, just started, yeah. yeah, and it was only a couple yeah. of months in and it was the first time we'd found something really unique to do because before that we were like kind of surfing in Hawaii, going to Disney World, like yeah, things that true. you've probably seen before. Yeah. Well, this was so unique. So it's in an area called Desolation Sound. It goes over four days. It's like a f- tour you can go and book on. And it's West Coast Canada, so British Columbia, 45-minute flight from Vancouver. Uh, and, no, wasn't it – why do I remember us doing like a minute flight and you timed it on your phone? It was a seven minute flight, yes. Yes, and we timed yes, it, it from up to landing. It was like a seven minute flight. <laughs> and I think I was like, yes. this is such a cool shot. And I filmed my phone and it was like <laughs> the, the like, timer. And the timer went for seven minutes. Yeah, so yeah, fast forward. Yeah, you, you, <laughs> I mean, you know, I haven't even watched these back and I want to go and watch these yeah. videos back. Because these are, these are old school flying the nest videos, but such an awesome experience. So it goes so what for four it, days. Four days. And you get given a kayak. So Stephen and I had a kayak that we shared together. And then you pack your tent inside the kayak and everyone's food, you distribute it. I think we may have been traveling with like eight people. Yeah. So maybe it was like four kayaks. And Desolation Sound is made up of all these little tiny islands. Like some are so small that it will take you a minute to go across where it's just a couple of trees. And what we would do is you kayak around the area, so beautiful. Like if you go at a certain time of year, you'll see killer whales. Oh, wow. And yeah. the killer whales will be swimming In with the water. You. I think I've seen videos and they just yeah. pop up right next it to the... Yeah. So oh. epic. So, so we did it during seal season. So there were seals everywhere. Um, but it would have been so cool to do it during killer whale season. So all day you kayak through the most, one of the most beautiful places we've ever been. And at the end of the day, you pull your kayak up, you set up your tent, and then the guide cooks dinner and they cook the best food. Like I still remember it. It was like, why are you such a good, because it was camping. We're like, okay, we're just going to have camping food. But we're like, it was the best food I've ever so had. So good. Yeah. So after, and after a day of kayaking, getting someone to cook you a really good meal, like it tastes even better, you know? <laughs> and it was really cool because you had everything with you. Yeah. You took your tent, you took your sleeping bag, you took your food, your clothes, toothbrush with you because we camped at a new island every, every night. night. Oh, so you wow. set it up. Yeah. So every night down. it's like a new view. Cool. Sunrise, sunset in the place, yeah. and like you really feel like you're in with the wilderness. Mm. Like I want to go it back awesome. and do it again. I really want to um, do it again. Yeah. I'm coming along. It would be so cool. <laughs> oh, it'd be so cool taking Hunter and she's I know. In the back I'll, of the kayak. We were yeah. like daydreaming today. I know we're like way too far in the future, but I'm like, imagine when our kids are teenagers and we can go and do these light like, type of adventures yeah. with them. Yeah. It'll be so much fun. Really cool. But it was also anyway. like some other cool things. We do remember it was pouring with rain for most of it. Mm. So and we didn't even care. We didn't care because it was that cool. Oh. Do you remember putting our hand into the jellyfish and they yes. lost their stingers? Yes. Yeah, so there's all these jellyfish mm. in the water and they didn't have stingers. So you could put your hand through and all these jellyfish would be like knocking into your hand as oh. you're kayaking. It was cool. It's very cool. Um, we camped with wild seals on our island. So we woke up in the morning and we went for a really? little walk and there were wild seals around, That's which was cool. really cool. 
and the small. It was the first time we ever tried smalls. Yeah. Which, if you don't know what they are, it's like a graham cracker and then chocolate and then a marshmallow, and then you make it like a sandwich and you eat it. In but the you toast fire. it on the fire. First. Yes. Yes. It was really good. Really good. Alrighty. Number six, another recent one. So we went from first year flying the nest to last fourth or fifth year. Fourth or fifth year. Hiking through the Philippines. Yes. So this was a three day tour. Three days? Uh, yes. Three days, two nights. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we did was we hiked through the Philippine rice terraces. Yes. Yeah, so what happened was we started the day and we were out of town and he, we jumped in a car and he just drove us to the top of the or somewhere, mm-hmm. and you said, okay, get out, I'll see you in three days' time. <laughs> like, okay, <laughs> bye. <laughs> yeah. And it was really cool because the first day we hiked for seven kilometres, and this was like going up, going down. Because the rice terraces are kind of like stairs. And have you seen the rice terraces in Bali, right? Yeah. So it was like that. So imagine hiking through places yeah. like that, and then we would go through little villages and go and like say hi to the, the people that lived there, and then each night we would sleep in a village mm-hmm. in a local house, it was so cool. And these yeah. were UNESCO World Heritage Rice Terraces because they were thousands of years old, oh. created by the Chinese when they were coming over. But it was just so cool. So some one of the villages we stayed at, they were still sleeping in traditional huts. It was yeah. made out of like um, thatching or, yeah. or the, oh. like the wheat or something. I can't know exactly the material, but what they do is they cook their food on the bottom floor mm-hmm. because the fire would then rise up and then it would warm their bed up, which oh. would be above them. Mm-hmm. Very yes, traditional, yeah. very cool. Um, yeah, so it went over three days. And do you remember the kid that was selling the coconuts at yes. like the perfect moment? We'd been hiking for like five, five hours. hours, and I love coconuts. <laughs> and then you like, so I love coconuts. I love coconuts. And then we're, we're hiking for five hours, and we turn the corner and see someone selling coconuts. And I'm like, oh, I thought it was a he could have charged a hundred bucks, and we probably would have given him the money because like it was he was like there a at the. Yeah, it was a dollar. <laughs> and that was the best coconut I've ever had. Aww. It was very, very cool. Alrighty, so now we've made it into the top five of our experiences. Just to give you guys a quick wrap-up from before. So it was number 10 was Iceland, Silfra between the, the ice lakes, hot air balloon in Cappadocia, living with monks in South Korea, kayaking in Canada, hiking in Philippines. Number five is a little bit different. Another first year flying the nest experience. Probably another one that doesn't have many views as well. Oh, this one had 100,000 views. Oh, so maybe people found it. It was the day we released 500 baby sea turtles into the wild. Oh, yeah, I remember this one. I thought it was amazing. This was one of those experiences that gave me a lump in my throat as we did it. Because I was like, wow, I can't believe we're doing this right now. So we... For the first couple of years of Flying the Nest, we did so much volunteering, but this was only our second project. Yes. I think over the course of the couple of years, we went to almost 100 projects. So this was like number two, and it made our list. So we went to Costa Rica, and the first project we did was with the sloths. And then the second one, we went to the beach to look after the sea sea turtles. And it was probably one of the hardest volunteer projects we've ever done. And scariest. And scariest. Yeah. Yes. We still need to do a whole podcast on that. Mm-hmm. It was, I think they were just very low on resources. There weren't many volunteers there mm-hmm. because I think not many people knew about it. Maybe no. after seeing our videos, hopefully some more volunteers have headed that way. So what you needed to do was take it in turns to have shifts because the whole reason the, the project was there is that the sea turtles were laying the eggs and unfortunately there were two predators. One was... Raccoons. Raccoons or lizards or was it raccoons? Yeah, raccoons, I think. 
eating the eggs, yeah. which is understandable. They got to eat as well. But the second issue was poachers. They were stealing the eggs and selling them because, Aww. fortunately, in their culture, they think it's an aphrodisiac, so they eat the sea turtles. Yes. So that's really the main reason we were there. So the sea turtles would lay their eggs, and then at one point, because it takes about two months, I think, for them to grow, at one point we, we would take the sea eggs and put them into a little bit of a shelter, and then they can grow naturally. Mm just so we can kind of look after them. Yeah, so then no poachers could get them because they were in like a locked area. And then once they hatched, we would collect all the little sea turtles and then release them into the wild. So they actually had a chance to survive. Even though I'm pretty sure the fact is out of a thousand baby sea turtles, only one will grow to adulthood. Wow. No, one will grow oh to gosh. sexual maturity to then lay eggs again, eggs again which is about it. 30 years old. Yeah. And they yeah. will lay about, I think I was reading some facts, about 100 eggs. And it's kind of cool. So where they're born, they come back to lay their eggs. Oh, yeah. They'll go away and then they'll come back. That's that means so easy that for them. whichever sea turtle <laughs> no, has survived. they'll go around the world. Yeah. They'll travel around where they want. And they know where back. to come back. Mm, How interesting is that? So, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I'm hoping that one of those sea turtles that we did release came back. Oh, well, they couldn't come back yet because they would only be like five. Well, but one day they might come well, back. One day they might come but back. But yeah, so what happened was one morning, so we were waiting to see if any of these nests would hatch. And then one day we got this guy running from the beach going, oh, my gosh, the nests are ha- uh, hatching. I'm like, whoa. So we went down there and you just see all these little sea turtles Aww. just suddenly popping their head up from the sand because they're all buried That's underneath. Yeah. And then you so see them coming cool. up. And so as they're coming up, we're slowly collecting them, collecting yeah. them until we had boxes full of them. Oh. And then you'd go up to the seashore and you'd let them go and you'd let them find their way to the yeah. water because that's like a big thing for sea turtles is they need to be able to like find their way. Find their way. Yeah. Because I think they need to grow the strength and also like learn where to go. Yes. Yeah, so then you just see them all working it out and all going to the water. Aww. And so imagine seeing hundreds of these little sea turtles yeah. going back to the water. It was It was yeah. really cool because what they did was they put the they made kind of like remade the nest yeah. so that we could look after them in like a little shelter. But they put like a little bit of a circle I don't know, chicken wire around of it? Yeah. So then, like, they could be contained so when we come get them, we can move them. Yeah. But it's kind of cool because you see this one head and then two heads yeah. and then, like, 50 of them just pop up into yeah. this thing. <laughs> it's so cool. cool. And then, yeah, we had to count them. So yeah. that's how we knew it was 500 Yeah, we counted turtles. them because they're, like, doing research to see yeah. how many are going back into the wild and, and stuff, yeah. And does it always happen, like, the hatching? Or yeah, all of them. And then always? the sad part, though, is that at the end you go and dig – and there's some that kind of hatch but didn't make it. But I think that's like, yeah. that's just nature, right? Yeah. But um, yeah, it's really cool. I mean, if you go there, but we were lucky on that day because it's not every day that they're hatching. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. they always hatch. No. no. Some volunteers have been there for two weeks and hadn't seen anything. Oh, so we're like, yeah. what? Super and I'm sure there'll be some yeah. people who would be more there during the time the turtles would be laying eggs. Mm. Which and would then, be another cool experience because yeah. you'd see them come onto the water. Yeah. Come out of the water and lay, but instead we were there during the hatching time, which is pretty cool. Yeah, so that was number five. Number four was another first year flying the nest. Well, we really peaked in our first year. (laughs) (laughs) So we did a 14-day trek through Alaska, and it was camping the whole time, which I think personally was a little bit out of our comfort zone. because Yes, and we didn't have the gear at that time too. Didn't have the gear and also up like the whole time everyone's in their like full on Catman do jackets and then we're there in like a H and M jumper, just freezing, <laughs> not knowing what we're doing, all wet. Not not the proper shoes because of course we were traveling full time. Yeah. A lot of people that was their holiday that yeah. they'd saved up for and. 
They and we the were so pot. inexperienced. We didn't know what we were doing. And up until We'd then, never been in the cold weather, really. Like, our holidays were, let's go to Bali for a week, book a nice villa, or let's go to Disney World in America and stay in a nice place. Yeah. Like, we... We were still learning. We were novices when it came <laughs> to travel. I still haven't really done a, a trip like that. We should do yeah, one. Yeah, we should do but one. But again, now we've got Hunter, so I'm like, I have yeah, to wait a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun when we can do. Like, how cool if, if we could do, like, Everest Space Camp with Hunter? <gasps> wow. That wow. Would be cool. Like, I wonder Epic. if she'd be up for that. Yeah. When she turns 18 oh. or something. Oh. And as a family, oh. we do it. That would be pretty cool. Plus Cleo. Plus Cleo. So he's plus one. Cleo can carry our stuff. <laughs> yeah. Hi. I'm a peasant. <laughs> plus your babies. Huh? Maybe Plus you all your kids. Yeah, then we maybe. all do it together. Family trip. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> but anyway, we'll so in back. Alaska, okay, yes, yes. what is your number four? Because only Stephen did this because we could only afford one of us to do it. It was a really expensive thing. So we got to a glacier and there was two tours you could do. One was walk on the ice. So you Which got is what the, I did. The clegs, the yeah, clogs. The, the, the crampions. Crampions, yeah. Crampions. Crampions. Are we combining grampians with crampons? I don't crampons, know. that's crampons. the word. They're like little spikes you yes. put on your shoes put. and then you can walk on the glacier. So I went and did that. And Stephen decided to opt for the thing where they throw you down a hole and you have to climb your way back out. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Cool. so cool. So we had to train for most of the time. So I think it was maybe a three, four hour tour. You were walking around, but I had to learn how to do it. Train, uh. Because there's these thing called Mulans. And what it is, is when, you know, the water, um, the ice turns to water because it warms up and it all kind of runs into one section and it creates this massive hole. Mm. So imagine the water slowly melting the ice and all yeah. the water's running. So it's slowly making a hole going deeper and deeper and deeper. And it's called a Mulan. As in, like, the Disney movie Milan. <laughs> I don't know if it's... It? I don't know. That's what makes me think of it. Nothing to do with it. And what they do... So once I trained, so what they do was they throw you, like, five or ten metres down the Mulan. But the, the scary part, I think, is that he's attached to a rope, but that rope is just pegged into the ice. So I'm like, you were, you were basically putting your life on this one peg that's in the ice above yeah. that's hanging you down I this hole. I think it's a very strong peg. I'm just saying. It yeah, sounds yeah, scary. Yeah. Like oh. if I fell, bye-bye, Stephen. No, no. Uh, <laughs> but do you know what the thing was is you have to use your upper body strength because yeah. your feet can't really connect into the ice. So you're like, yeah. I have no upper body strength <laughs> at all. So the guy like dragged me out at the end, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and he was so nice because I was like, can you hold the GoPro and hold me so I can get the shot? He's like, um, okay, I'll see, but your safety comes first. So he's filming me. And then like he moves the camera, pulls me up, moves the like GoPro across. Yeah. It was a really cool experience. Oh, that's nice. And then our camera broke. <laughs> Remember? I was so upset. Because we were so poor and we could camera? not get. Um, I don't remember, but a camera broke because camera of that broke. trip. Oh. Yeah, because it was raining. When but we did still it. a really cool still experience. Very, yeah, made that's... number four. That's how cool it was. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Number three, spending a night on the Nile River oh. in Egypt. And I think this, again, is one of those unique things that. I never thought I would do. I don't think when I was little I would go, one day I'm going to sleep on yeah, the Nile. That's true. Because remember, <laughs> when we were going to do our little Maldives, Dubai, Singapore trip, we were instead of Dubai, we were going to go to Egypt with yeah. you, but then there was travel warnings and we couldn't go. This yeah. was back in 2013. Mm-hmm. All good now. But, yeah, so we did a 13-day trip 
and two of those days was sleeping on the Nile River. And when you booked the tour, you could either opt in to stay on like a luxury boat or you can sleep out in the middle of nowhere in a little felucca, like a little sailboat. And we chose the felucca, of course. So what it is, it's like this little sail sailboat and you're sleeping on a mattress with just a little sheet up looking up at the stars. Wow. And yeah. I was like, you know, we need to do the more authentic yeah. way. It was very cool. So it's literally what we had was there was a main boat which had the toilet and the um, kitchen and the yes. dining room. Our boat was literally one giant mattress and a sail. And wow. then the guy had an esky and you could buy some drinks off him. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, like, you don't really do anything. Yeah. You just sit there and just – it was enjoy really nice because you just whip sail. your thoughts, enjoy the view – I got, got some beers and we just like relaxed. It was so much fun. Um, at nighttime, we went and stayed at a. Oh, we didn't. We visited a Nubian village. Yes. I remember they, we had tea and they did henna and. Yeah, all that stuff. It, it was, was really, really cool. Fun. And we were actually meant to stay two nights. A sandstorm? Yes. Yeah. So on the second day, there was a huge sandstorm that came oh, through. Darude. It was pretty cool, remember? though. A sandstorm. Yeah, I know. So we got stuck <laughs> in a sandstorm. Yeah. And again, it broke our camera. There was yes, sand all through our camera. What did we call them? We called them buggies. Buggies, that's what we So you can see them. all these oh, little yeah, pieces of sand all through our camera. So for the rest of the trip, if anyone watches back those videos and you see those little bits, they were sand and we called them buggies. Buggies. And then we had to get it clean straight after Egypt. We did, yeah. But it was it was such a cool experience. And we went swimming in the Nile. Yeah, we jumped in the Nile. I'm like, I don't know how clean this water is, but I'm yeah. here and I have to jump in it. I think a lot of the comments were like, mm, probably shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> had to be done. Yeah, it yeah. was really cool. But yeah, it was only one night that it was cool. I'm sure it would have been amazing doing the two nights. Maybe we'll have to go back and do it. (laughs) So, number two, arriving at the airport with no idea where we are going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this this was hard. Like, between this and number one, we weren't sure which one to put. And I'm like, okay, we'll put it as number two because – what we did was we found this company, they're called Anywhere, and basically you tell them all the places that you've already been to and they plan a trip to a place that you've never been to and you don't know where you were going. Oh, yeah. They send you an envelope in the post and you open that envelope at the airport and that's when you find out where you're going. It's so cool. So, of course, they they do tell you what time you need to be at the airport so you're just not rocking up and then you've missed your flight. They and say, they do tell you the weather so you know what to pack. Oh, that's good. Yeah. But So what happened was we got to the airport, we opened it up, and it didn't say the country. I'm pretty sure it said it the said town. It said the city. Um, and Kaohsiung? so we, yeah, Kaohsiung, and we're like, where are we going? We and had then, no yeah. idea. We had, to, and then we were reading about it. And we're like, oh, it's Taiwan. And even then, we weren't too sure where Taiwan was. Yeah. Like we'd never really looked, looked up like, that country yeah. before. Yeah. Um, and so I think that's why it was even cooler. Is like it was a place that I never would have thought of going to, yeah. and it almost felt like we were on the amazing race because it didn't yeah, just stop stop there. So we we opened it up. It said your flights it's scoot at this time. Go catch a flight. But when we landed in Taipei, in the then capital, there was another envelope and I opened it up and it was a little bit of money. I'm like, okay, use this money to go onto the train to go to your hotel. So we're like, okay, so we used the money, really fun. worked our way to get to our hotel, opened the door, didn't know where we were staying either. It was really nice. Oh. And then they had a little book of all these things of like what we recommend you go do, where you should go eat. And we're just using all their recommendations to yeah. go and experience it. And we had one of our favorite trips. Yeah, That's so it wasn't cool. just one city. Uh, we got put on the bullet train and we, yeah, went, we went down to, a second, to place. a second place. We had some good street food. Yeah, the night a- markets in Taiwan are really good. If you had a friend who you knew could handle something like that, I feel like it would make a really good wedding present. 
Yeah, or like a really unique honeymoon. Yeah, yeah like yeah. a honeymoon. Um, there are other companies in Europe. Cause yeah, there's some in Europe that do it. And then we actually, we loved it so much. We did it a second time with a different company and it was one in America. In America. So they'll take you to any state you haven't been to and they took us to Texas. I can't remember that. Really? Oh, it was yeah. it was only Just like two years Beck ago. Oh. Yeah, so what we did was we um, we were in LA and we opened up the the envelope again yeah. and it said we were going to Texas. And again, oh. they booked our accommodation and they booked us a really cool Airbnb. Do you remember? Yes. And again, they told us places that we should go do and see and eat. And we even went to a place where you throw axes against a wall. Yeah. So there's like a bullseye and instead of a dart, it's an axe. Oh my and you God. lift the axe above your head and then yeah. you just throw it to the wall and try Very and get the... American. Yeah, it was so American. <laughs> I had one of my... You know how you have like your top five foods you've ever had? Yeah. We had, because they have Tex-Mex, which is like Texas and Mexican, Mexican? food. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was so good. So they it. have the best tacos, because we haven't been to Mexico. So I feel like this is the first yeah. time we really had yeah. some sort of Mexican-y food, besides the real stuff in Mexico. Besides Zambreros. <laughs> oh, yeah, or Chipotle. <laughs> yeah. Mexican has to be my favorite. Mexican oh, is so, so good. good. It's Hunter's favorite as well. Yeah, she loves some But yeah, guacamole. Texas, the food in Texas is so good. Like, I want to go back because now we've only been to Houston. We went to, wasn't it? Uh, was it? I can't remember now. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, um, we went to Texas. It was cool. Houston's um, where the rockets. Houston. Isn't was that where Houston? we went? Yeah. Maybe. I don't remember. But anyway, it was a really <laughs> good trip. But we love doing those and we can't wait because we'd love to do another one with Hunter. Yeah. And just, but I want to do one in Europe now because we've done one in Asia, one in America, and now I want to do one yeah, in Europe because I feel like they're – we went to oh, Austin. we went to Austin. You're right. We went to Austin, not Houston. Um, but yeah, I would definitely recommend it if you're up for like a spontaneous trip. There's like a bunch of companies that do it. You can yeah. have a little Google and see because it's it's pretty cool going to the airport and you still don't know where you're going. Yeah, that is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. And number one. Number one. Oh, what is it? Do you want to try? Can you yeah, try you guess, guess from things that we've done what you think would be our number one? Hmm. Um. And give you a clue. So it was a, it was a hike we did. A hike. Oh. Yes. Oh, um, the Chica Trail. Yes. 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 Good. So our number one has to be when we hiked to Machu Picchu. Yes, it was very cool. So there is the traditional Inca Trail you can do, which is like the famous one that everyone knows, and you hike all the way to Machu Picchu. Okay. We don't plan things that far in advance. So, yeah, so you, it was completely booked out by the time we even got to Peru. Because you have to um, – they only let a certain amount of people, so it's not just a crowded mess, which is really good that the government does that because they make money from the tours. Um, so we did, like, a second one, which was kind of around that area, and instead of hiking straight to Machu Picchu, you, you, spend the, you hike to Machu Picchu town. And then in the morning – we caught a bus up to actual Machu Picchu. And I'm actually glad we did that because it meant we were the first and the second people in Machu Picchu that, that day. That morning oh. where everyone else had hiked didn't arrive to 11. So the sun was already risen. Yeah. So when we got there, it was sunrise. We were the only two people in the park because we ran to the area yeah. so we could experience it before all the other tourists come because, of course, it's a busy place. But it was the most unique hike we've ever done. So it went over three days. Yeah. And there's – First of all, you were so high up, like the altitude. I don't remember where we were, like 4,000, 
over 4,000 metres above sea level. It was crazy. So I every, think we almost got up to almost got up to 5,000. I think it was like yeah. 4,800, 4,900. So yeah. when you walk, you, you feel like a zombie because you like, you know, you, you can't breathe as much. There's not sick. as much oxygen. Some people do get sick, but we stayed a couple of days before to acclimatise oh, to it. You, yeah. You so that's that. when you kind of feel hungover. That's how we felt. And we stayed for like two or three days and then we started the hike. Mm. And it was cool because we're hiking with a group of other eight people. And so you really get to know each other because you're like hiking with them every single mm-hmm. day. Like you are you are walking like a zombie. That's the best way to explain it. You're like very slow. Because you just don't have enough oxygen. It's not yeah. like, like that's it. It's not that you're tired. It's just, well, you are tired, but it's just you can't get enough oxygen to your muscles. So you're just walking so slow. And then it's funny because you see the locals and they're just running. And yeah. So what are the, you doing? So we're, we're with locals that are helping us carry our stuff because we couldn't carry it all because we just yeah. couldn't breathe. We're not used to it, yeah. yeah. And so they run ahead and then they set up your tents for you. So then, and of course, it's so funny because you arrive at the campsite wow. and they're there sitting down already eating, having their hot tea waiting for us because it's so fast. Wow. And they set up your tents, so which is so it. nice that yeah. they do that. And so then you, you camp the night and you, you're looking out over just the middle of nowhere. It's yeah. just it's so like in the wilderness kind oh, of thing. We walk past ruins, so people like thousand year old ruins, and we're just like just walking through it. We had our lunch there. Yeah, we saw locals living, so someone was taking goats. Yeah, I, I remember think. there was like a kid with a horse, and they came over to us, and they couldn't speak any English. Yeah. And we felt so bad that we had bought snacks, but we gave them to the kids because we were just like, yeah, because oh. I'm like, oh, you have some snacks, and they're like, yeah, that's probably why they came out to us, to be honest. <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> but it was like I'm really glad. It is cool to say you've done the Inca Trail, but I think the trail we did, I preferred. Because Do you know the name of the trail we did? People might want to know. I think they name it depending on which company you go with. Oh, okay. So, so it's you, just it, the other trail. Just the other trail. Of course, if you can it would be cool to do the inca trail and actually hike there yes but if you do want to get there for sunrise yes because the, the other one because half of our group um half of our group did the inca trail yeah so when they arrived they arrived maybe two hours into it so the sun yeah. was pretty high already we of course love taking photos when it's good light so yeah. that's why we personally preferred being able to get up there also we could have the night sleep before so you can be nice and refreshed in the morning yeah 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 so that would have to be number one. Such a cool experience. Like if there's anything we've done that we recommend you do, that is number one. It was That's cool. Very cool. Plus, we also love Peru. It's one of our favourite countries. And, of course, there's, like, things which didn't kind of fit this, like, you know, sunrise at Taj Mahal. But I don't know if I'd call that necessarily an experience. Yeah, we were trying to think of like, things that was, like, more of, like, for this list. Yes, for this list. More like a, a tour or something you can do that is – Really unique, I don't know. Very, yeah, very unique. But, yeah, that is our top ten list. Any of those, including the honourable mentions, hands down, you can book it and I can guarantee you, you have an incredible experience. We absolutely loved it. And, again, if you want to watch any of our experiences, we will link below all those videos if you want to check those out. Now, I had a couple of questions. Oh. Uh, Paulina said, what was your favourite action experience, like once where your heart is going to jump out your body? Skydiving. Yeah, skydiving. What about that swing? Remember that swing? And you got the funny video. Oh, wait. What? The swing? In Me New when I keep swearing and there's little ducks on it. Oh, yeah. in New Zealand. That was also scary, but not yeah. as scary as skydiving. Oh, really? Okay. Sk- skydiving was so scary. I think bungee jumping or swing Oh, my gosh. Like no, you were so. Way more scarier. No, that is true. I did bungee jumping in Whistler. 
and it scarred me. Yeah, like, that's the one. <laughs> I actually hated it. <laughs> if there was one, you know, when they're like, oh, what's one thing you've done traveling that you didn't like? That was that was it. <laughs> Bungee jumping in Whistler, hated it. Oh. <laughs> it's funny because people think, just say if you're working your way up the ladder mm. of heights, which we did with Jess. Jess is very afraid of heights. And we're like, okay, we're going to work on this. So we started with... Um, like paragliding, parasailing, and then I finally did skydiving. And then I thought it was going back down doing bungee jumping, but it just ruined it all. It made me terrified of heights again. I had to build myself back up again. I was I like, think, damn yeah. it. kind of scared me from doing it. Yeah, I just hated the feeling of it. I think I would do bungee jumping again. I think I might do it one more time. I have to do it one time. Okay, yeah, I'll stay at it. home for that one. <laughs> and I would definitely do skydiving, but I just think yeah, Dubai was... that too. <laughs> skydiving, I'll do it hands down again. What? I love it. I love it. Dubai was such the peak that I don't know where else I would yeah. do it that's as cool as Dubai because over the islands was like very unique. Very cool. Um, Paul um, Saya said, Hi, do you have any tips on how to pick the tours when researching them online? I usually book a walking tour or maybe a themed food tour for the first day of a trip just to kind of get a feel of the new city. But it can kind of be a hit or miss. If you have any tips, please let me know. Listening to your podcast while jogging has kept me insane during the pandemic. I love it. I'm from Hokkaido in Japan. And I did three weeks backpacking in Turkey in 2019. I totally agree with Jess. Turkey beats Japan. (laughs) I don't know. Well, she's from Hokkaido. So, yeah, maybe Japanese. Her number one country is Cuba. Oh, wow. But she's currently living in Vancouver. Oh, she's gone all over. She's gone all over. Um, well, you read so much. What was the question? Uh, like, how do we pick the tours when researching them? Well, oh, yeah, and she did say that some are hit and miss. And definitely we have been there. Some have been a hit and some have been a miss. But a lot of the times I feel like, especially if it's going to be like a group tour, once we find one company we really like, we kind of stick with them. And yeah. a lot of what we um, were talking about, a lot of those were with Intrepid Tours. Yes. We really like those. We also really like going on on-the-go tours are really yes. good. Um, but again, I do think it's a hit and miss, I guess, reading reviews on um, TripAdvisor. I, I think reviews are good or maybe watching YouTube videos of people that have done the tour could help. Yeah, and just reach out to them and be like, what's your honest opinion? Like, yeah. We've done tour companies, which we probably wouldn't recommend. Like, yeah, you just kind of find out. I suppose it's definitely good to do your research. Yeah, and that's why I think it's cool that there are things like travel blogs out there that do write about experiences, which kind of help choose what you want to do. So next week. Yes. Which will be maybe three weeks by the time we film this podcast. Oh, is what our podcast is about. What yes. is it? Are you I have holiday, an idea. I think. No, no, we'll be back. Oh, okay. I have an idea. What? Should we get our friends from King and It on the podcast? <gasps> really? I haven't asked them. Claire is so excited. <laughs> oh, they they haven't so asked them. I haven't asked them, but let's just book it in. And let's Wait, just so see. if we put it out into the universe, it means they're going to come on and you can meet them. Yeah, that'll be so exciting. They're so- Walsh. Yeah, they're Walsh. Walsh. They're going to rip into We need to tell them about the Walsh. Yeah, we need to pre-warn them. Ah, so if you don't know them, so they're called Kinging It and they do uh, travel videos as well and they've actually renovated a bus called Custard. Maybe they can give us some advice on the And they've travelled all over Europe. They've done some very cool things. The Mongol Rally, they've done... They would be really good to get on here. They've done some unique things. And we've been on their podcast... Oh, years oh, yeah. ago. I love how we're just hyping this up like they're going to – I'm sure they'll say yes, but <laughs> – Well, you know that if you come and listen to the next podcast and they're not here, you know they you know, said no and you need to go speak to them. <laughs> do you know what? Let's – because this comes out on Tuesday. Yeah. 
Why don't you guys go over to Kingan and ask them to come be on the podcast? Oh, we, we won't say anything. Oh, we okay, won't so ask all them. of you yeah. go find Kingan <laughs> we'll on YouTube, below. on Instagram. We'll link them. Go tell them, I think you need to be on Stephen and Jess's podcast. Oh, and tag you guys in it because it'll be so funny to see. <laughs> yeah, good. go do that and um, let's see fun. if that convinces them to come on. <laughs> so let's do some reviews. Of I love – can you please replay Cleo's shocked and, like, excitement when she <laughs> found out so that they were – so funny. Yeah, yeah they're so good. I love to talk to them. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be good fun. Um Let's look at some reviews. So of course, helping you guys help us out so much by doing reviews on the podcast. Did we, we hit did. over 200? We did. Yes. Ooh. We did. Yay. Yay. So this is 200 and 201. So Michelle199999 left a review. That's her username. <laughs> it's like driving with friends. I absolutely love listening to these podcasts. It feels like you're driving along chatting with friends. And I save them each fortnight for a rainy day. I've been following Flying the Nest for just gone six years. Ooh, wow. wow. Maybe she's one of the people that have seen the kayaking videos. One of the 4,000. One of the 4,000. <laughs> <laughs> and now they've made a Facebook group and I've left on the first flight to Hawaii. Uh, for just gone and now ever since they made a Facebook group. Okay, so I think she liked, uh, followed us when we made our Facebook page. Sorry about that. It's been so wonderful watching their channel grow, and I've gotten so many family and friends hooked over the years too. Can't wait to hear podcasts from Adventures on the Road. Oh, thank you, Michelle. One nine 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 nine. Josie V ninety three. This one was very cool. Always makes me smile. I love your channel and your podcast, Stephen Jess and Cleo. Oh, thank you. Always makes me smile and laugh. <laughs> it was so funny today. We were in um, Harbour Town and we yeah. went to a shop. And then Jess was like trying on some clothes and she was like, you're flying the nest. And she was so sweet. Adele down yes. at the shop. Oh, she worked Adele. there. Adele that we used to work with. No. Oh, <laughs> no. I was like, I haven't seen her in years. We used to work all, with. I thought you thought the Adele from UK that sings. No. <laughs> no, it was just a girl called Adele who oh, watches our yeah. videos. What about her? Oh, she was just very excited to say hello. Yeah, she That's was very sweet. We chatted all morning. Is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, I should have read the next bit and then mentioned <laughs> yeah, the Yeah, because like, I thought we were talking about the singer. Claire thought we were talking about a girl we used to work with. Anyway. So today I was listening to your podcast on the way to work and stopped at the fuel station for coffee. I turn around oh, yeah. as I'm listening to the podcast and Steve was there. I had to do a double take. I was so excited. It was a long time flying the, nest, flying the nester to meet you. Thanks for taking the time to say hello and making my day. My fiancé was so excited when I called him Called him to tell him. The only way it could have been better is if I got to meet Jess and Hunter too. You should have brought her to the car. I it was during lockdown and I didn't know. Oh, like, it, no, it wasn't during lockdown. I, we just had masks on. I was Sorry, I don't mean lockdown. COVID. You still should have brought her to the car. Hmm. Next time. Uh, next time. It's Sorry. exciting. Sorry, yes. Josie. Um. I'm so looking forward to your van videos around Australia. Oh, thank you. I wish I met you too. It would have been fun. And Michelle one nine 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 two. Well, she's in Van City. Yeah, she from is Hokkaido. Van City. Prefers yeah. Cuba. That's not the girl, wasn't it? No, that was. Oh, that was the question. <laughs> Stephen. <laughs> Hi. wrong button thanks so much for watching guys we'll see you well you guys will see us in two weeks time but we'll be sitting down here in three weeks time yeah we're gonna go with kiki again hopefully oh yeah next time you see us we would have just come back from south australia so we'll tell you all about it okay see you guys Bye. bye you can sing now